Please be advised that in order to foster quality discussions in each episode, we will spoil the stories in each game and text we talk about. Good news is, 90% of the titles we cover are old enough that many of you might already know all about them. That said, we do encourage you to play and read before listening. So we had a hell of a time meeting up for this one. Caleb yep. just didn't want to sit down. Couldn't make time. <laughs> I'm a busy guy. He couldn't make time for this business that we've developed together, that we've sprung up from the ground. He couldn't I'm make sorry time that I it. have more important things to do than play stupid video he games. He just the finished the game of the day today. <laughs> like 20 minutes before he said, hey, let's record this episode. It's getting outlandish. How difficult it is <laughs> for us to coordinate properly on this endeavor. <laughs> to be fair, I was ready to record this on Monday, even though I only finished half of the game because I didn't yeah, even want to finish the game. It's true. I had something come up. But we're here now. And uh, before before we uh, introduce the show... And before I talk about, before I say what game we're talking about today, which you can already tell because it's in the title of the podcast. <laughs> so stupid. Before I say all of those things that are you already said them required, uh, <laughs> obligatory for the introduction of a show. Uh, I just want to go down this list of uh, texts that <laughs> Caleb has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, has sent me in regards to this game. Uh, Should you give a warning to the young listeners? Uh, this is already mar marked explicit, so everybody okay. should know. At least it should be. Number one. How long is this fucking boat ride? <laughs> Number two. This is fucking terrible. I hate it so much. That was just on the boat ride. <laughs> I've been on this boat for ten minutes. <laughs> OMG, is there a run button? I don't know how you played this. I, I, I don't know what number we're on now. Okay. But uh, the next one is, there's no way I can play this. It's like playing as an NPC. It is. <laughs> I hated that part. It which is, the is whole game. terrible, and I want my $2 back. <laughs> I've never had such a visceral reaction to a game before. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> oh. I think this game actually hits some part of my brain that pisses me off instantly. Like how some people get irate when people chew with their mouths open. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> and the follow-up, I'll try to play it, but I might have to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Fucking whore of a game. <laughs> blah, that was a blah. nice touch, I think. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm on a gay-ass boat. Blah, blah, blah. Eat shit cookies. Ooh, here's a radio. Turn the knobs and jam it up your clam hole. 
Was that all from the same night? Yeah, it was the <laughs> same like minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was happening? I think here's the conclusion, uh, or the, the the finale. She walks around like she has rheumatoid arthritis. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> And with that, <laughs> I will say this: after having finished the game, my opinions on the game play have not softened at all. <laughs> she does walk around like she has rheumatoid arthritis, and then for some bad. reason, you're always climbing a fucking mountain. And then because I'm playing on my laptop, the game kept lagging on the mountain, and it was even <laughs> taking extra long. We'll get to it, but oh, I was so mad. Welcome to Arcade Bookshop. Where we talk about video games and their literary counterparts for all of you who love to play and to read. I'm Bryce Yoli, and as always, I'm here with my pal and cousin-in-law, Caleb James, to talk about a more recent game that some of you might be familiar with called Oxenfree. So, the reason we chose this game... The reason you chose this game... because Caleb said, this looks like a fun game. No, you picked the game, and then I said, oh, okay, I just watched the trailer. That was my mistake. And he just, he was so happy to say, yeah, that looks fun. Let's play it. Yep, I was uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed when I went into this. I was listening to another gaming podcast where they talked, they were talking about Oxenfree 2 because that just came out, uh, I think, like early July or something like that. So I wanted to look into it because they raved about both of them. Um, mm, and then when, I, then when I looked it up, Oxenfree One was only two dollars on both Steam and uh, Nintendo Online. Or what yeah. a steal that is! Nintendo Store, it was a steal. <laughs> yeah, it stole my time <laughs> and my dignity. But we both got a a, a cheap little video game fix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I know you're happy that we chose it, but what do you have to say about it? What do I have to say about it, Bryce? Oh, damn it. Well, I will say this. Aesthetically, the game looks great. I like the graphics. I like the music. It has a great, um, like the voice actors do an amazing job, I think. The story's even kind of interesting. I liked all the weird stuff that happens. But for me, and this is just a personal opinion, the gameplay was fucking excruciating. And here's why, Bryce. Okay. Now, and for you listeners, you might like this game. I I looked into it, and apparently a lot of people love this game. There's the whole Steam community behind it. I don't know if it was just because I played this on my laptop. I don't have a mouse either, so I'm using the stupid little, you know, finger doodad. The game was just insufferable with how long it took to walk places, and... If you had it on, like, PS4 or Xbox, maybe with a controller, it'd be a little more enjoyable. But there's these dialogue boxes, which is the whole game. Like I said, or you said in the intro, uh, quoting me, it's like being an NPC. It's like, yeah, you're there, but you're just picking stuff at random. And so you go into this stupid game, and you're on this dumbass boat ride forever. (laughs) And before we even go into the synopsis or anything, it's like walking back and forth trying to figure out what to do and it's just a lot of talking which reminds me of like the shows my wife watches where it's a lot of drama and people arguing and i hate that stuff so much so (laughs) i'm not a fan of that but going back to the stupid controls it was pissing me off and we'll get into that as well but the main thing for me 
that killed this game was there is no free will. None. It's it's strange because it's a game about making choices and your choices have consequences. Yet from the very get go, not only are you aware that there's going to be no free will because you're in these time loops in this game. So no matter what happens, you're always just going to, you know, go back and have to do things over. But even the set paths, because it's like kind of point and click, at least on a laptop, you can point somewhere and click and they'll just walk to that spot. Everything is like being on a roller coaster. It's a track that you just have to follow and you can't lose this game. There's no dying. There's no wrong choices. You can't lose. So there's no real actual consequences because you can just play it again. And it was just really irritating because it's like I could play this and I did the first half of this game. I most of the dialogue boxes, I didn't pick anything. I just let it play hmm. and it changed nothing. Like I just like you could complete this game without paying attention to it, like the very minimal amount of attention needed to get through the game. And that's like it. You don't it doesn't matter. You can just play it and beat the game without paying very much attention at all. That's not a game. That's stupid. Yeah. Well, I would agree. I as much as I've been chastising you, I <laughs> I uh <laughs> I don't disagree. I, I had fun with the story in general, because I mean the whole point of this podcast is to talk about video game stories and I guess the story was it, cool. Yeah, like the annoying thing about this is that it's just a story. It's it's not like you said a very it, cliched story. Like the main story is cool, but the side stories are very cliched. Yeah, and and yeah, I I, I the the first playthrough, um, I was just trying to get through it and understand what I'm doing, and then my second playthrough because this game is only like three or four hours long. My second playthrough, I found myself trying to like go go. Like I wanted to like find the the few items there are to find in the game, and I tried to go back a frame that it, that didn't play along with the, the where, where the story was, and you can't. Mm. Um, there's a degree that you can like you, you if you're at certain points, you can move around, and just travel the map. Because I, I did that a little bit on my first playthrough, but the second time through, I just wanted to go back to. Uh, I was curious to see if there's anything in, you know, the character Maggie Adler's or whatever, whatever her name is, her her house. So I tried to go back there, and you just can't. And yeah, it's like it's on it. It's it's like a side scroller on rails, which is very not typical. Um, no free roaming at all. No, I didn't even think about the fact that you can't die. That's true. There, so there, like, literally is no point. I, and and I tried so hard to die. I tried making wrong decisions <laughs> to kill people. And nothing, like, people died and I got excited and then they came back every fucking time. And there's achievements you can unlock. Like, I jumped across the mountain and I was like, oh, I didn't even mean to. I was just fucking in a hurry and there was a big gap. And I was like, I'm just going to click. Because one part of the controls that is cool with this kind of game, you could just click far off in the distance and the character will walk while you play on your phone and wait 20 minutes for them to walk across the screen. <laughs> well, I did that on a mountain and there was a huge gap and she just jumped it and I was like, oh, I, thought, I was hoping she would fall, but or like walk around the mountain. She just jumped it and it was like, oh, big gap achieved and then it made a cutscene or something. I was like, oh, that's cool. Not a cutscene. This game doesn't have those, but like a dialogue thing came up and I kept skipping those two. I would just leave the screen. and then Like I, I made the game glitch a bunch of times doing that. Because I just wouldn't listen to people or answer them. I would just leave. <laughs> I was like, fucking it up. I did that on my second playthrough because, like, I get the gist already. I don't need to listen to all that shit. 
Uh, yeah, too much repeating. There are. I don't think there are achievements in the Switch version of it. So it's I probably just the Steam community version. Yeah, yeah. I did jump across that thing though, but aren't you neat? Oh, it was faster that way. It was faster. But, I was hoping she was gonna fall. Uh, before we get too much into the mechanics, um, I will say one more thing: the atmosphere was creepy and foreboding mm-hmm. at times. And like, I really liked the memory flashbacks. I thought those were cool. But yeah. if this game was more, not even a sandbox game, just like even like you said, how a side-scrolling game normally you can. Well, it depends. I guess side-scrolling, you're stuck on a track too. Really, you go up yeah, or down. But- or- I don't know, even, like, I think even on, like, Mario games, like, platformers, you can still go all the way back to the beginning if you want. This game felt very claustrophobic in that you can't really go, there's no out-of-bounds or anything, like, you're just on a little trail and you're stuck on that trail, and you can only go in Mm -hmm. either direction that it allows you. Yeah, and I don't get that, well, before we go too far into that, the synopsis of this game is that... There's a group of friends. They go to this island for their annual beach hangout. I think they're like high school seniors. Uh, they bring this radio, like a, I think like a transistor radio, because there are monuments around this island because it's historical. And they give off radio signals to tune into to learn about the monuments and the history behind them and all that. Uh, but they soon find out that tuning into some other radio signals around the island particularly when these little stacks of rocks uh, show up around the paths. Uh, When they tune into those, it starts to open a rift that allows some supernatural interactions to ensue. And the game unfolds from... The story unfolds from there. Um, And I think the story itself is interesting because you learn a lot about the history of the island and like the one woman who lives on the island you learn about this like submarine or something that something happened to it and all the people on it died or vanished i don't know if it's very clear on that you learn that and this is where the spoiler introduction comes in but you learn that this woman on the island originally opened was the first one to open the rift on that island and interact with these supernatural, the supernatural like other side. So basically, the point of the the game is with your group of friends to figure out what's going on with this, these supernatural occurrences and these rifts, and how to you try to figure out how to communicate with whatever's talking to them through these rifts, and what the radio has to do with it, and how to appease these like ghost things and escape the island ultimately. So. It's very weird. There, when they open the rifts, there are these little like, it's kind of silly, because every time you can use the radio, there's a hovering little yellow triangle in the air, and they even refer to them. They're like, "What's that triangle doing up there?" Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's just triangles hovering in the sky, little yellow yeah. triangles. Makes sense. And then when they play, when they tune into the specific station, you just kind of like roll the dial and. Uh, and when you get to the right station, the right signal, it starts to vibrate and then a line shoots out from the triangle and then it, then it creates another triangle and then you tune to another station and the line shoots out to, uh, another triangle and, you know, eventually it makes one big triangle and one big rift. Or if you're like Caleb, you sit there and struggle 
to find the stupid station and going back and forth on the dumb knob and then the fucking side character that's with you is sitting there bitching the whole time. Come on, hurry, hurry, open it up, <laughs> hurry, get this. T-. And it's just over and over and it's just this pressure and it's annoying. I just want to shut him up. I tried to kill that guy a bunch of times and he wouldn't die. And then I ended up with the only ending where apparently he's not your friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that would happen for you. Uh, Only 15% of the community got that ending, and I, I was one of them. So it told me. Yeah, apparently the, the big thing of this game is that in order to actually achieve, in order to actually get all of the story, you have to play the game three times. And Yay. it's not like the worst in the world because it's only like a three or four hour game and you're just walking around answering questions and shit. But like we were talking about already, it is like grueling because all you're doing is walking around and answering questions. Walking very slowly. Yeah. And then sometimes she runs and you're like, oh, thank God. And then <laughs> most of the time she's not. She's just w- taking her time. Very slowly. So it gets very frustrating. I hate it so much. Oh, so annoying. And uh, like you were talking about how there's no free will and doesn't matter how you answer the questions. It always makes me these kind of games. I don't. I've never understood. Like even um, games like and I had never played this, but I think I think it was called Heavy Rain or something like that. Remember that? It was Mm, sounds kind of familiar. I think it was an early PlayStation Three game. I I don't know anything about it, but from what I, I watched of it. The like this, the graphics looked really cool and the story seemed cool, but all the gameplay was just like pressing triangle or like choosing responses. And I don't understand those games, even if there are alternate outcomes, it's not fun to me. Like, if I'm no, if, especially if I'm spending 60 bucks on a video game, like, I want to be playing a game, not like answering riddles. You know, like it's almost like if you had to choose your own adventure book, but instead of choosing your own adventure, it's just pick the dialogue that you want to reply to a question with. And then it just leads to I have a feeling it doesn't change. It can't change that much because a lot of the time, if you don't, an- which I've done a lot, too, if you don't answer fast enough, you just don't answer. So did it even matter? I don't know. I yeah, don't think so. And sometimes uh, it's it's also annoying because they only record the they only record the dialogue one way for each answer. So like my first playthrough, I was really, I was like really nice and sensitive the whole time. I chose, I chose all the nice answers and mm. the second playthrough, I was like a real person. So I, I, I was like shitty sometimes, but nice some other times, but then like the intonation of the voice didn't match up. But like, if you no. went, if you went back and forth, like, like she'd say something shitty and then she'd be like, oh, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> it was like, also, so there was unnatural. times where it looked like it was like the nice thing to say. And then she just sounded shitty. Like, so you don't yeah. really know. Yeah, that too. She just had an <laughs> attitude. She was just so angsty. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't like her at all. I was hoping. <laughs> I mean, you can get her stuck in the void, which I tried to do. And I was real happy when I got to like some void. But then she got out of it. I was like, oh, wait. I mean, ultimately, from my understanding, big spoiler alert. Uh, I think this game technically ends where she's always in this loop. Like the main character, Alex, is just continuously in this loop. So she, I don't think she ever actually gets out. The oh, others really? might, but I don't think she does. Mm. See, well, neither of us played all three times. So Caleb only played once. I played, well, I, I played twice, and it's really annoying. I I played twice, but when you um when you play through the first time after the credits, 
it says like continue timeline and if you hit continue timeline right away you start playing again but your answers are a little bit different like she responds a little bit differently uh because she remembers this whole thing she like has deja vu almost the whole the whole second playthrough so it's a little bit different but my first playthrough i finished it and then i put it down and then i when i picked it back up the continue timeline option wasn't there anymore so there's like a glitch there so if you don't choose it right away you have to play the whole fucking game over again just to play it again just to play the second playthrough so you i mean <laughs> my sec my actual second uh run that counts towards my progress is gonna be my is gonna actually be my third time playing this godforsaken game. <laughs> so I don't really know what I don't know if you looked it up. I didn't I don't know what happens after you beat it the third time. I'm surprised that it's just an endless loop. I think you just try to get a different ending every time and try mm. to get all the letters and dumb shit. I don't think it really yeah. matters. That's another part of the game. The, you like the, the, Nothing matters the, anymore. <laughs> the woman who lives on the island, uh, she has, there, for some reason, you you walk through the whole entire map, and then after you get to her house, I think, you start walking through it again, and these letters show up out of nowhere. Did are, you read any of the letters? Yeah. I did not. I didn't read a single one. I got like uh, all of them or a bunch of them. I didn't read any of them. I just kept clicking out. I didn't even listen to the dialogue that went with them. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's interesting and it's just something about her lesbian lover or something. I don't know. Oh, Annie that, or Anna? Probably. I actually didn't even make that connection, but that's probably true. Well, you, well, you uh, obviously you probably didn't get the Morse code on the radio then. What? The radio, the radio from the very beginning, there's a station you just hear Morse code. Yeah. And if you if you crack it, it's like the, the lady Annie or Anna or whatever her name is. And I think she's saying like, oh, I love you or something along those lines. And it, there's a whole bunch that goes on throughout the game, I think, a different dialogue. And eventually, though, she's like saying, oh, I love you. But she she forgets her name. So it's pretty much implying that she's also stuck with the, the ghost mm. people and uh, she never gets out. But yeah. I guess if you're there long enough, you lose your humanity or just your memories. I don't know. Right. So but there's like you can crack Morse code. There's like little secrets like that in the game, which is kind of cool. So did you crack it or did you just find that on the Internet? I just found that on the Internet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting in the time to crack Morse code on that. Every time yeah. I came to that station, I was like, this is fucking annoying. <laughs> like I knew what it was, but I was like, oh, I'm not cracking. That's why I looked it up. I was like, why is there Morse code? What are they telling me? Do I need because I was like, do I need this? There was also a part where you get a code for a chest. And I was like, oh, am I going to have to memorize this? <laughs> Luckily, I didn't because I forgot it immediately. Yeah. So, like, and it just brings us back to, like, the charming quality of the game is that there's so much lore in it. And it is interesting if you're patient enough for it. But if you put all this cool lore and this great story into a game that's not fun, it's not yeah. very good. It's just Can I bitch about the controls? Uh... Probably a little bit, but what else? I just wanted to bitch about the controls because that's what infuriated me the most. Yeah, go ahead. Because I was playing on my laptop without a mouse. And even if I had the mouse, I don't think it would help. But I was using just the arrows on my keyboard. And I'm running and doing all this stuff. And I, I, I couldn't even count the amount of times where somebody asked me a question. And I accidentally hit the space bar and it put a random click where she just runs off mid-conversation. And then I get the dialogue and I miss clicking the dialogue. And it goes away. And I just saw there's a bunch of dialogue where I just didn't say anything because I missed it. Like I misclicked it. That was pissing me off. And then also 
what was really, really annoying was, and I, yeah, I know you got this one. How do you time the fucking dialogue? Because somebody will be saying something, and then yeah. if you click the dialogue, sometimes she just interrupts them. She just blurts in whatever she's saying. I'm like, well, I wanted to know what they were saying. Like, Yeah, I did that especially, especially on my second time through because I was in a hurry to play through it again because I knew it already. But, yeah, it's like it doesn't hold back like occasionally it'll like stop the one line of dialogue so you can hear the other th- other thing and then it'll cut back to it but sometimes it plays them all at once and i think sometimes she's saying two things at one time i swear and on top of what the other person is saying yeah. it's like don't these people know how to communicate like human beings are- well also if you are in dialogue and click on like a door or an obstacle that has a little circle on it or something She'll just either cut them off and start talking or what happened to me is I had a glitch out where all of a sudden they're in a conversation. I'm like, I don't care about this. And I try to leave. And then it's like the door's locked. So she starts talking, but the other person's still having a conversation. And then it's just like four voices for the two voices like merge. And it sounds like shit. And then all of a sudden I got thrown into a flashback scene and the other voices were still talking. (laughs) And then I incorporated two more voices. So I had the protagonist talking in three different, like, at different times. And then I had the other guys talking. I was like, what is happening? I couldn't even understand. I couldn't follow anything. I'm trying to click dialogue. There's, like, too many dialogue boxes. I thought I broke it. And then a couple of times, it, like, during the save screen, because it had loading screens for me anyway, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it was, like, it froze. And I was like, oh, no. Well, I'm not playing this again. And then it always fucking kicked back in. But I was like, damn, it's taking forever. Mine never, mine never froze. The load screens were really long, though, and I was like, this game's not that complex. This is 2023. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like old Resident Evil game or something loading screens. Yeah, take it forever. Jesus Christ. So long and not worth the wait. <laughs> I, and, like, don't get us wrong. Like, if you want to play this, it's total. It it's playable. It's just, and the story is a little bit worth it because I've never, it, it's, Aside from the fact that it's, like, a very teenager story, like a high school drama. Yeah, like, high school angst. Yeah, aside from that, I've never, and aside from it being, like, a haunting story, I've never seen this angle before, really, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, maybe in, in in ways, but I guess I've never seen anybody, like, use a radio to open a rift. That I, thought, I mean, I, it sounds silly, but I thought it was interesting. All that stuff was cool. Like, the main story, uh, like, just the characters' individual stories are just very cliched, but the actual main story of, like, the submarine that sank or disappeared, and I think it was, like, 90-something crew members died, mm-hmm. and then they're, like, ghosts, but it's not really that they're ghosts. I think they're just trapped in a loop themselves and some kind of geometry. Everything gets... Re- it's like a trigonometry horror game yeah i was gonna i meant to do research but i totally forgot on because i want to see if it was trying to make like a sacred geometry point maybe because there was also this weird thing uh and i i don't remember exactly what it was but did you get this line of dialogue where they were talking about religion Uh, i don't think so it was so weird and it seemed like out of nowhere it was one of those things uh all right so for so so everybody knows that's talk the character names uh the main character's name is alex right yes and she is a blue-haired girl yeah and uh her stepbrother her new brand new stepbrother's name is jonas uh her her best friend's name is ren 
He, that's a guy. And then Ren is the stoner. Yeah. Jonas is the dunderhead. Dunderhead? Yeah, he's a dumbass. Okay. Yeah, he's like a hipster. Then you have Clarissa, which is the snotty girl that hates the protagonist. And then there's Nona, who is just a stranger, I think, to Alex. And uh, Ren has a crush on her. Yeah. So it's one of those points where Alex and Jonas, it's the dialogue is totally random sometimes. So like you, you change you change screens after loading screen, and then Jonas just starts saying something, and he starts saying something about religion somehow. I don't know if it's like going to church or something, or like something his mom used to say about it, something like that. And in the game, his mom is dead, right? Yeah, because I had this big scene where he yeah. thinks he's talking to the ghost of his mom. And it's very obvious you're supposed to get him to, away from the ghost. Like, you're like, oh, no, just come. We're leaving. Don't talk to that. That's bad. It's going to kill you. I did all the opposite. I tried to get him killed real hard. And he does disappear. And I was really excited. I was like, I got rid of the Dunderhead. Is that and when he comes back? Everybody comes back. <laughs> Is that when the song starts playing on the radio? Yeah, and you're supposed to tune into it. And it sounds like you, his it sounds like his mom is singing on it or something. Yeah, but like all the dialogue, yeah. most of it's like no, say no, take I him think, away. I think he always Please. disappears at that point. Probably. Cuz he uh, both the way both the times I played it, he did that. Um Well, I purposely tried to get him eaten by a <laughs> ghost, so did but, not succeed. I tried to get somebody to drown. I tried to do so many things and nothing worked the way I wanted. Yeah, so they it plays out, however. I mean, it's there's probably some weird permutation of <laughs> combination of responses that actually make things change but in general it's just the same story over and over again but there was also a, a fucking mini game that pissed me off to no end where this possessed i guess jonas gets possessed or one of the characters and you're supposed to find an item in this house real quick and they start counting from 10 to 1 and then you have to like, but you have to like find the item. But I like couldn't hear what the fuck the person was saying half the time. So I missed like the first two. I was like, this is really annoying. And then the thing like flipped upside down because I was, uh, I forget what I was doing. I don't think I had my headphones in and there was like just background noise or something going on. And I didn't hear the first thing. I was like, oh shit, what's she counting? What am I looking for? And then like the second one, I didn't hear a word. And then I, just, I don't know, I just got annoyed. <laughs> you know, on that one, I found them all. There's another mini game too, where you're like in a school or something. You remember that one, right? You got you got that one. I don't think I played that one. Oh, really? The Hangman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, like the Hangman, I missed the first one on that one too because he asked what the name of the school was and I misclicked and I was like, how? Oh. oh, I got <laughs> it. I actually got it wrong the first time I did it. No, I got all I, the I other ones the right. Time. Uh, I think <clears throat> I got them. Uh, no, I still missed one my second time. I don't know which one. I, it must have been the third one. Then they would but, flip it upside down, and you had yeah, to read that it upside down. Up. That annoyed me. Yeah. Um, Stupid, dumb, glitchy game. It's like you don't even care about these details, and then they're trying to quiz you on it. And, like, yeah, it's just like the, the ghosts. Quizzing me to... on the game lore that I didn't pay any attention to. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. skipped all the dialogue that I could. But, but, like, the religion thing, they were, like, they he randomly starts talking about this, and then... I just found it weird and pointless. I guess it there's always some kind of point in bringing up religion in a haunting story, I guess. But he was talking about that stuff, and he was like, like, how do you feel about that? And Alex was just like, 
I don't know. I don't really know anything about religion, Jonas, or something like that. Oh. And I was like, why are you being so... what?" <laughs> it, and it's just like a, a big example to me of the state of the world right now. And I'm not... I don't care what you believe. It's just weird that... I, I, I don't know. It's weird to me that it's it's such a thing to not be religious now. Where it it, it used to be like just... Everyone used to be the opposite. It used yeah. To be if you weren't religious, you were the weird one. Yeah. Or just like everyone, like everyone do your own thing. And like, I know some people are religious and, and that, that it exists and that there's spiritual, there's spirituality. People, some people are spiritual instead of like religious, you know, like there's like awareness around it. And then, but it just like grossed me out the way she responded. It was like, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? It was so stupid. And it, why are you even talking to me right now? It's like, and I mean, she wasn't actually like shitty like that, but, <laughs> but it still had that. She was that, sometimes like, during the game. Uh, yeah, though. she was. It still had that like angst around it. And I was like, it's just off putting. And that that's just like an example of how adolescent this game is but that aside i kind of want to talk about the uh the the people who died because that was probably the most interesting part i mean that's the whole point of the story really but i found it was the most interesting thing because you find out that the what what's haunting you is um this actually goes into play with the religion actually if i can make a point but what's what's haunting you isn't actually like ghosts of dead people per se you find out that it's more like these uh, people that were on the submarine. Something happened to them. I think Maggie Adler opened the rift and it affected that whole submarine or something like that. Is that what you... Uh, um, I thought Maggie Adler was trying to save the day because they were already stuck in something, maybe? I don't remember because I barely paid attention to that awful... Awful game, Bryce. Yeah, maybe that's the case. I don't, I don't know, but in any case, some somehow something happened to those people, and uh, they the the history of it and the like the lore of it is that they all died. But when you're into Maggie Adler's notes in her house, you get the impression that they didn't actually die. They more like vanished and potentially like went across to this other realm or something like that and in this other realm it's not like an alternate universe like some stories go it's more like it's more like a film around the universe and if you want to look at it that way and if you're stuck in that film you just degrade and degrade and degrade until you're just until all that's left is your anger right well, my game at the end, there was a part where I was talking to the ghost and uh, I picked the selection, why don't you just move on or something? And the ghost responded that it's scary and there's just an endless void. Uh, and then they asked, well, how you wouldn't know anything about that. Have you ever faced the endless void? And then I answered yes. And she's like, yes, of course I have, because I had trouble <laughs> in my teenage life that equal dying in a submarine and facing the endless void of nothingness for eternity. Like, okay, bitch. But it was kind of uh, basically the ghost didn't want to move on because it was scary. They actually said it was scary. Mm-hmm. 
So now, and then they're just being haunted assholes full of anger, I guess. Like yeah. you said, I guess that everything just gets the, what gets left behind is just their anger over time. Because like right. I said, with that Anna lady, uh, over time, they forget who they are. The only thing I think they know is what they felt. Like that's the only thing that's left over. Right. But, but at the end of the day, they're not actually dead, which is weird. And for some now reason, they're in a loop. Yeah. Loop and, forever. And so, somehow in their loop or whatever it is, they're, they're able to possess people in the real world. Um, it's really weird. I don't know. I'm sure there's not an actual explanation for all of it, but, but going you know, off of the what? fact, real quick, going off of the fact that they aren't dead, it may, it kind of makes the talking about religion thing pointless. Because I feel like, I mean, I, I just feel like the whole point of bringing anything like that up is to talk about dead people. If you're talking, yeah. like, cause that's, like, that's why that stuff comes up in hauntings and stuff like, like, movies like that. But if there are actually dead people, then why are you talking about it? Yeah, just don't bring it up. It's stupid. It's just irritating. Anyway, well, don't bring on. it up if you're not going to dive into it and go into and you know something important. If you're just going to bring it up for filler, that's stupid. right because it really stuck out to me. So if you get that line of dialogue, it's just it. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I just got you like Cheetos. No, well <laughs> then fuck you. I like Cheetos. Like I just got the most fucking stupid <laughs> the dumbest dialogue <laughs> it was funny there's the whole beach scene at the beginning where it's like because of the alex her her uh brother dies and she has guilt about it and clarissa who the bitch lady she uh date she's the karen of the group she dated her brother and after she blames alex for the death but there's this big scene where they there's a couple scenes in this but this is the first one they had this big fight and it was like right when I first really started paying attention, and because they're playing uh, Truth or Slap, was that it? Like you, you, you yeah. it was like Truth or Dare, but I guess you get slapped. It was fucking not yeah. even funny. So it was such a dumb joke. But um, you get, well, yeah, you get. I got asked about something, and then I just didn't respond to anything, any of the dialogue. And it just kept going. That's when I realized, oh, you don't have to respond to this shit. And I was just like, oh, yeah, don't say anything. You wouldn't say anything. And they're just getting so shitty. And this girl whose brother died, they're just like being shitty to her. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, and piggybacking off of that, remember the fight when you're in the tower? The Yeah. I don't know if, if you felt this way, but both times that I listened to that fight, I zoned out for a little bit. And I got really I, annoyed. And I was like, I think they're yelling at each other when nothing happened. I swear to God, nothing bad happened, and they're just like they the the whoever wrote the story was like, all right, they got to fight now. Yeah, and like I couldn't figure out what they were mad about. Well, who did you pick to go with you? Because you could pick Ren, Jonas, or Nona to go with you after that fight. The first time I picked Jonas, the second time I picked Nona. <laughs> I picked Nona the first time. Oh. <laughs> and I was just like, and then there was like, oh, we have to stay here. And I was like, yeah, because yeah, you guys fucking suck. And then I left. My <laughs> pimp walked down the ladder and then she climbed for 38 minutes. <laughs> so he had to put as many ladders as possible. I was oh like, God, God, she's so slow. And then there's that long, windy little path up to the gate. Oh, at least she runs on that a little bit. A little bit. Christ. Um, it sucks because I really like stories about time loops. I don't mm -hmm. know if you ever saw the movie Endless. The Endless. I don't think so. It's really, I think it's on Netflix. It's really fucking cool. It's about these uh, two brothers who, when they were kids, they escaped like a UFO cult. But when they're older, they go back 
and they find every it's been like 15 years and they find everyone there looks the same and then they're like start to rejoin and they're hanging out and they're thinking of staying but then they found out there's like this eldritch god like an hp lovecraft god that's created these time loops so the cult's in like a 15 year time loop or 10 year time loop or something and then they kill themselves and then they start over well there's one guy like every there's all these different characters they run into who are in different time loops and one guy he's in it for i forget like 15 minutes or an hour or something and he just keeps killing himself but then he just respawns in the same place and his like gross body's still there but there's this one guy that's i think you should just look this up on youtube when you get a chance just uh the endless short shortest time loop or something like that there's this guy he has like an old gramophone and he's in a tent and he i think his time loop is only like seven seconds or something and then he just explodes like he so because if you got a bounds of the the time loop uh like because it's almost like a think of a bubble like an unseen bubble you just explode and his is just around this little tent because his loop has been so small so he's just for his for hundreds of years now or when, I don't know when gramophones around 1800s, maybe early 1900s. So at least 100 years, he's just been in this like seven second loop where he just keeps blowing up. Over, and you're aware of it, too. Like you remember. So it's fucking just imagine the madness from that. That like that was one scene that actually like fucked with me. I was like, that is kind of scary. Imagine being stuck in a loop like that. That's a, you said it's a movie, right? Yeah, it's called The Endless. It's okay. really good. I'll have to look that up. Way better than this game. <laughs> so... You said something about it being Lovecraftian. It uh, are time loops a Lovecraft thing? I don't think so. I think just uh, this god who was supposed okay. to be like a Lovecraft type of god. You don't see it or anything. It's just okay. it's made it that it's known. But it just likes to fuck with people, so it just creates these loops. And the reason why some people's loops are so small is because they were trying to escape or they did something bad. So you know it's a punishment. Hmm. Well. Interestingly, I don't know if this was on the Steam description or just somewhere on the internet, but when I was looking into this game before we bought it, I read that it's like Lovecraftian. Did you get that at all when you were playing it? Um, I mean, it is a very analog game. Like you have a radio, all the technology in the game is supposed to be really old. Like, and I guess to a degree, like the Rift things are kind of like cosmic horror in a way. But, other than the yeah, other than the time loop, I mean, there's no gods or monsters that you see, just like these right. possessed people. But Lovecraft, I think, wrote stories about possessed people and stuff that aren't aren't related. I didn't. I haven't read outside of the Cthulhu mythos. Yeah, I haven't read like too many of his actual. Uh, I don't know if he had like paranormal stories or thrill. I don't know what other stuff he had, but he has a whole other collection I have that I just haven't got to. So he might have uh, stories set, you know with possessions and things like that and yeah but like overall i just didn't get that when i was playing it i was like where's the lovecraft stuff coming in i know it didn't feel like literally lovecraftian but like it you know people describe things as lovecraftian and you expect something like a certain feeling and i didn't get that maybe the atmosphere maybe like a little bit but ultimately it's not like it's not Imagine if the... you were on the bluff where it has like that big statue of a guy in, with binoculars or a telescope or something looking over and like, you know, the because like, it is a cool looking game. Like it, it expands like the camera angles uh, pans out towards the ocean. Just picture that at night, that scene, like if you're walking up there uh, during like a nighttime scene and you just see a mist roll in and you just see some tentacles, 
Like that would be cool. Yeah. You could make this game fucking cool. Yeah, they could have made it. Cool. it but they could have. They could have made it real cool. <laughs> and I wonder what Lulu monsters. I wonder what Oxen Free Two is like. I'm. I bet you it's exactly the same. Probably. I was surprised that they killed people on screen, even though they brought them back immediately. Like, at least, like, one girl jumps out. She's hanging there. And I was like, what the fuck? And then you go loop back, and then she's in a window, and she just jumps out to her death. Like, oh, shit. She even bounces. You're like, ooh. And then, like, <laughs> but every character that dies, like, they, they get brought back. So there's no stakes. That's what I didn't like about the game. Like I said, no free will and no stakes. Yeah, like, even. It doesn't matter what you do, because you, if you're in an endless loop, you can just keep doing different things. Like, you'll never have consequence. Yeah, even at the beginning of the game, you you understand that Alex's brother drowned, and it's like everyone Clarissa keeps saying it's Alex's fault because I don't know. I think her brother was going to teach her how to swim or something, and he got stuck or whatever and drowned. And yeah, which obviously he was the wrong teacher. <laughs> he wasn't a very good teacher, was he? <laughs> I guess not. We don't know <laughs> okay. if she knows how to swim now or not. Didn't say, but he kind of sucks at teaching how to swim. I, I tell you that. <laughs> but so he's dead the whole game. Dead. And you do get like a couple flashbacks or not flashbacks, but like it's like a one of those time loop things uh, where your character gets like sent to the past. the past and she's hanging out with her brother again and she's confused about how this is happening. And you sound like but, a big fucking idiot if you answer any of the questions like, wait a minute, we're in the yeah. past. Or, wait, you're dead. Like, like what? And, but the character just acts like, oh, you're silly. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> she said you're dead. Like, something's wrong with her. Like, <laughs> that's not how a normal person talks. Yeah, they're just like, oh, okay, Alex. Do you want a soda? <laughs> yeah, you want a soda pop? <laughs> yeah, you're not understanding me. You're a rotted corpse buried beneath the ground. Oh, you're funny. But that's a little extreme, don't you think? Is this about think, mom and dad? <laughs> you know, if you don't want me and Clarissa together, you could just say so. <laughs> it's absurd. Uh but at if if you if you play the game uh pristinely like I did my first time with all the uh all the really polite responses, the sensitive responses, the end of the game your brother ends up so like you you like pass out when you wake up on the boat again going away from the island. And that's always how the game ends. But if you play it a certain way, you wake up and everyone is on the boat, including Alex's brother. And everyone acts like it's normal that he's there, like he was there the whole time. And then, so he's just alive now in in that in the in this like actual timeline. And what about Clarissa? Was she there? Or no, everybody's there. Uh, everybody's so got the, the perfect ending. Was she dead in yours? Clarissa? No, I made up with Clarissa. Uh, Nona and Ren were dating, and. Uh, Jonah like went to state college and I barely talked to him. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember uh, I don't know. My first one everyone was was peaceful with each other. Uh, that's all I know, but I don't even know but, how he killed or kept the brother dead. I didn't mean to. I didn't know. I think I think uh most of the endings the brother stays dead. I think I think the one I got from what I understand is the one that people try to get and like can't figure it out. Or I don't know. I don't know how you so can just be nice and then you get yeah, into. basically, yeah. So he comes back and then that's just like he's just alive again, as if he never died. And I was I, I, endings like that always bother me because it's like 
it's like when you get like the end of Back to the Future, when everything is like way better than it than his actual life was before. There was no consequences to your actions, and also everything's better than you ever dreamed it would be. Yeah, it's like I, I and because real are, life works just like there that, are you know? so many factors to those big changes being made. Uh, first of all, he wouldn't. I, I mean, I don't know. There, there's too many details to talk about, but life would be impossible to live. Like you'd have you'd you wouldn't know anything that's going on. Everything would be substantially different. You couldn't yeah. just figure it out in a couple of days. I think I liked how the butterfly effect handled this type of decision-making storytelling where it's like, oh, no matter what you do to try to make the best situation for yourself or your family or your loved ones, it's going to have an adverse reaction somewhere down the line. Something's going to be majorly changed. And for in that movie, because it's a horror movie, it was always something really bad. And it always just kept getting worse and worse. That's how this game should have went. It should have been like, oh, yeah, you brought your brother back, but Clarissa drowned instead. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there should be some kind of, you know, if if you save your brother, you kill his girlfriend, you know, something like that. But no, they just, no, you can have a perfect ending if you want. Yeah. I mean, the you only know? thing that's imperfect about it is that you're still, still on an endless loop no matter what happens. I was trying to get the ending where everyone's dead, but I did not get that ending. That's one of them? No, I don't think it is, but I was oh, okay. hoping it would be. Like I was hoping somehow I can get that ending. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't look any of the other endings up, but the game does not let you make too many mistakes really mm -hmm. either. Like for instance, if you're supposed to go one way, sometimes uh, it'll like your the character that's with you will just sit there bitching the whole time. We're supposed to be going this way. We have to go this way. Oh, or like if you can't figure out the radio, they just sit there. No, you have to tune the radio. Are you tuning it? When now are you gonna tune it? And I'm just like, God, I'm trying, you fucking whore. Like, shut up, Jonas. Hated that guy. But it just it kept on going with that. It was like, oh, I can't even off and make any kind of mistake because the game doesn't let me because right. it's idiot proof the game was too easy that's the problem there's no challenge to this game at all like if i really focus i could i got the fucking everything in no, one it's play not problem. a game it's a it's a book that you walk through instead of turn the page it's yeah that's all it is um a stupid book does does that radio technology actually exist like radio locks is that a real thing Probably not. I wanted to look that up, but I never did. You know why that's probably not a real thing? Why? Because anyone with a radio could just tune into your lock and open it. Yeah, but, well, let's, hold on. Gonna study this up? Yep. Gonna smarten us up a little? Stupid radios. Well, nothing at all is coming up on the internet, so I'm What a shock. Yeah, that it's not a real thing. And my next question is, well, that's a good point that anyone could just turn the radio on and come into your house. <laughs> yeah, it's not safe. They even say it was outdated technology in the sh in the game. No, do they? I forgot about that. Uh, my next thing is I don't understand why rotating those those uh, tape uh, reels fixes the time loop. I don't know why it fixes the time loop, and I don't know why it looked like... Like, I kept thinking, it was like, is this a sign? Like, it said it was like yeah. a record thing or something. It looked like a sign. Yeah. It and then was I like, had to sit there and fucking spin my finger on my mouse pad, and it was really annoying. <laughs> That's. I was wondering how that worked for you. Cause it was I, really hard. Because for me, I just, you know, I just 
spun my uh, analog stick. It was oh, that must have been great. I didn't have that option, <laughs> and I had to spin it in a perfect circle while holding the mouse in it and just like holding the click and spinning. It was really stupid. Didn't like it. Yeah, I just didn't get it. It was and it did look weird. Like they called them tape players, I think, but they're like really old tape players. Like what? Like tape? It looked like tape that like a reel that you would put in a in an old uh you know movie movie projector yeah i don't know Um, i don't know what the point of that was i don't really care yeah so like basically after you get stuck in a time loop eventually these little things will pop up in your path and you go up to them and you like have to manually spin the tape at a certain speed to make the song play correctly and if it does, there's sometimes there's like a few of them. So like you do it to three of these things and then you'll get out of the time loop. And there's literally no explanation to why that serves no any none. purpose or help to you escaping this supernatural event. But it's uh eccentric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was different. Can you believe we hit fifty five minutes on this conversation? How? I don't know. But like the game, it's going to be an endless loop. That's how you should have did this episode. You should have, the first sentence, you should have somehow... Welcome to Arcade Bookshop, the- where we talk about video games and their literary counterparts. Today no. we're talking about Oxenfree. No, you would have to be more clever with it. <laughs> no, you would have to be more clever with it. <laughs> no, you would have to be more clever with it. <laughs> so... My overall takeaway, because I feel like the story wouldn't exist if they didn't have a an overall point to it, and because there's no gameplay for real, and it's just a story, it, in my opinion, there has to be, they they must be implying some kind of metaphor or allegory or something, and honestly, I I don't I don't think there's anything very complex in it at all, and it's almost no. not worth saying, but. I think the whole thing is, and I, I mean, so many things come back to this, but I think the whole point of this story is just another like coming of age theme. And I, I think really it's a commentary on growing up and deciding whether you want to leave town and salvage the relationships you have with the people um, that you grew up with. And I, and I think a haunting from your own town's history is a good way to push you out. And if you can defeat and heal the past and move on and figure out your own story, you're that's coming of age. It's like that's it's it's a metaphor for growing up, I think. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think this game would be better suited and I'm sure if I went on the Steam community it probably would reflect that. Uh this would be better for teenagers and young adults. Because that's clearly the audience for this, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, me, who's about to be 37 in a couple months, probably not the ideal <laughs> uh, game player here. Um, I think, like you said, with the coming of age themes, uh, we're of age. We don't feel these things so much anymore, but I get what you're saying. Like, I just, I don't, I think it could have been done better. Like I said, it's mm-hmm. very cliche. Like, I've heard this. Like that part of the story, I've heard a million times and done better in yeah, various for sure. forms of media. Yeah. Like it, it was almost just like, hey, how can we 
So it was almost like an AI story, honestly, like an AI generated story, not the main story, but all the, uh, you know, the brother dying and all that stuff. Like that just seemed like, oh, let's have AI write this part and we'll just come up with the submarine thing. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. And then there's the whole a very thing creative about or original. Th- there's the whole thing about uh, divorce and or well, actually, I don't think they anyone even got divorced, did they? No, I think everybody just died. Or no, 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 no. Her her parents, Alex's parents, got divorced because her brother died. They couldn't handle. Yeah, the Jonas's of... mom died. Yeah, and then her dad married Alex's mom. Yeah, yeah, that makes his dad sense. married her dad. Yeah. His dad married Alex's. Doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nobody really gives a shit. Nope. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Bryce. Yep. Would you recommend buying this game for two dollars and playing it? Two dollars, I would recommend it. Uh, the the fourteen or nineteen that it goes for, I would not. Mm. But and going back to you being. In your thirties, and oh, <laughs> then you're gonna go back to me fucking being very upset that you made me play this stupid <laughs> game, and I'll never forgive you for this. No, uh, the people that I listened to that were talking about this, I think were in their thirties, and I, granted, really the one it. guy didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't like all about it. But the 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 girl that was talking about it was like, "Oh my god, I love this game so much. I'm so glad there's an auction free too." And I was like, "Well, I mean." She's enjoying it. Somebody, other people must. So I, and it looks. It does seem women enjoy this game a lot more. Oh, just does from it? Like the, on the Steam community, just like going through, seeing who was in, like raving about it. And even on the playthroughs, I watched some playthroughs to see what it was like. And there was a lot of uh, female gamers that seemed to really enjoy the game. So maybe that hit again. Well, honestly, I mean, think of like CW shows. This kind of hits yep. on that note, you know? This is one of those. Uh, for whatever reason, a lot of American women, even when they're pushing their 40s and old, maybe even older, I don't know. I don't know the demographic, but even older uh, women seem to gravitate towards like the YA stuff, which is what this would be in my, you know, if I had to categorize it. Yeah, it would be that. I wonder why that is. I don't know. It's like murder shows and YA. Like I said, my wife is always watching these uh, dramatic shows where everyone's fighting and arguing and there's always constant drama and five different stories going on. And that I don't know why, but that stuff just really pisses me off. Like, I can't sit there and watch it. I don't yeah. I hate just like the drama. I'm just always like, just figure it out. Like, why are you fighting? Stop being stupid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just I just can't deal with the the constant drama for no reason on those shows. Yeah. Call me old school, but I like me some Gilmore Girls where it's a lot of fast talking and wit. I love Gilmore Gilmore Girls. I never finished it. Uh, we were watching it last year uh, leading up to Ooh, our wedding, and then we kind of just dropped off of it. Yeah, we got we to gotta get through it. That was one of those shows when there was drama. It actually meant something because usually there was a buildup to it. Yeah, like, there was a not... reason for the drama. It wasn't just the drama wasn't to push the narrative. The drama is what was the finale of the narrative like where the narrative reaches as a good story would be told you know you don't just blah 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 we're fighting we're fighting that's the that's the story we're just always fighting no it's like oh here's what's leading up to the big fight the fight's the climax the fight is what you have to overcome the fight is what you need to have to happen so you can uh you know rekindle whatever feelings were there before or give up on them or anything like that 
So I like those kind of storytelling shows, but uh, and games as well, I guess. But games like this, where it's just like all drama and people talking. Well, I didn't even get too much drama in my because all my decisions were just like, yeah, cool, brother, whatever. I was just sarcastic and mean. <laughs> just like you are in real life. I try to be. You accomplish it. So what book are we reading for this? <laughs> <laughs> to go along with this masterpiece of a game well, centered around young kids. Incidentally, you mentioned how it's like a CW show. Mm. And... uh. Next episode, we're going to be discussing what we decided for the purposes of the podcast was Oxenfree's literary counterpart, Riverdale, <laughs> Riverdale, Volume <laughs> 1. Why'd you sound like a hillbilly the second time? Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> we're going too. down to Riverdale. They're not, they're like from Minnesota. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> The graphic novel prequel to the Riverdale TV series on CW. I don't know how long that show will be because <laughs> that volume didn't have a, as much in it as I thought it would have. But we'll talk about that in the show. And I will read it five minutes before airing. <laughs> before we record, I mean. Much like you did for this episode. Yeah, I'll be very prepared with my very detailed <laughs> notes on Riverdale. Alrighty. To be fair, you picked the game that I hated, and I picked the book that I imagine you didn't care for, <laughs> which I have not. I didn't read the book. I bought the book for my wife because she was watching the show like a year or two ago, and yeah. I was like, oh, you might like the book. I never read the book. <laughs> I never thought I would have to. <laughs> oh, oh, the cruel joke is on me. Well, I hope you have plenty to say about it because we'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> Maybe the whole thing will be an allegory for abortion or something, and we can go into a very detailed and controversial debate on such topics. God, or I it'll be so. very surface level like Oxenfree was. Either way, we got something to talk about. So mm. if you're enjoying the show, be sure to follow or subscribe, and be sure to check out our Instagram Instagram page. God, I'm going full hick. <laughs> what is happening over here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Instagram. At then there, Graham on the Insta. <laughs> you don't know this, but that's how I naturally talk. And whenever we're hanging out, I have uh, to hold back. <laughs> I'm just going to go down to ye old tractor pool after this. <laughs> let's, let's try that again. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to follow or subscribe. And be sure to check out our Instagram page at arcade underscore bookshop for our playing and reading schedule. And all the other fun stuff we say, uh, so you can play and read along with us and understand what the hell we're talking about. You can also find the schedule in our show notes. Um, if you have any game and book pairing recommendations, we'd love to hear them. Sometimes it's really hard to stick a book and a game together, or uh, even if you have a poem or a comic or anything like that that goes well with a video game, let us know. Um, you can email us at arcadebookshop at gmail.com or message us at arcade underscore bookshop on Instagram uh, to let us know your great ideas. Let's not forget Caleb and his life outside of this podcast. If you want to listen to my other podcast where I will not be subjecting you to the likes of Oxenfree or Riverdale, uh, that is the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. You could find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and I hate saying it, X. Not Twitter anymore, just X. 
That's at DPW Podcast. You can also follow me at, uh, yeah, you don't need to follow my account, but you can follow my website, calebjamesk.com, where I uh, will keep you updated on my dwindling publishing history and hopefully some good news will come out eventually. And then maybe by the time this episode is, I'll be like a Pulitzer winner. I don't know. I don't know when this is going to air. So maybe by then we'll both be either. highly successful. Hey, we're getting there. Those are our trying. first. Like our first real serious year of writing and sending out and stuff. So. Hey, we both got, well, like I said, I don't know when this episode is going to air, but in October, we both got a print book coming out. Right. So that's cool. We're in an anthology together again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. I think we're getting better at this. So if you want to keep on listening and send in your comments and reviews and, you know, all that stuff our way. We really appreciate it. So thank you again so much for listening. As always, don't forget to stick a controller in one hand and a book in the other.